Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You know what I feel like doing? Releasing me from the Good Cuffing Podcast? I, you know, I was going to do a bit about <laughs> releasing you, but I feel like kicking back, relaxing, and getting comfy. Welcome to the Get Comfy Lowdown. I'm your host, Kalo, as always. Here to give you the lowdown, and I'm joined by my co-host. What up, guys? I'm his, he is the Vince McMahon to my Nick Khan. What up, guys? His aim on the mic. Very fitting, but before <laughs> also, we get in, also a little bit racist, maybe. But that's on your end. That's not on my. I didn't say nothing. But before we get into today's pod, I'd like to say thank you to anybody and everybody who is liking and sharing this podcast with anybody and everybody you know. Now, uh, this is our third. This is our third WWE release podcast, and. For the most part, we hit like a month where it was WWE news. And I was like, fine, you know what? We'll give the lowdown a break for wrestling. There's not much going on. We can finally step away. Crown Jewel happened. Great. Let's just get some other topics in there. But much to the chagrin of us and of the wrestling world, it seems as if we've hit another roadblock here in the WWE and just the wrestling world because WWE, in the middle of the night, not really, it was like 8 o'clock or 7, um, decided to release a set of wrestlers. And this isn't only just your your regular, I don't even want to say regular, but like your background talent to the WWE. This is full-time talent, and I'm going to read off the list, and then we'll dive into each of these people as time goes on. Go ahead. No, no I'll, I'll give my two pieces on. So we have the list right here, and it is headlined by the former NXT champion Keith Lee and Karrion Cross, as well as Raw Women's Champion or no former For, former former. Imagine uh, imagine fighting somebody as champion. Like. That, I honestly <laughs> wouldn't put it past them at this point. But Nia Jax names along this list also feature Grand Metalik, Lince Dorado, Mia Yim, Eva Marie, Harry Smith, B Fab, who is part of Hit Row. Frankie Monet, Ember Moon, Scarlett Bordeaux, Oni Lorcan, Trey Baxter, Jesse Kamea, Zendaya Ramir, Katrina Cortez, Jeet Rama were also released from NXT. What so, is going on? So, mind you, this was, this was released on November 4th, which was, as the recording right now, it's the 5th. Um, the last set of releases we got was on August 6th, and that was Bronson Reed and Bobby Fish. And I think what we, and among other superstars as well, um, I think what we learned from the releases we got in the summer before the company went on tour is no one was safe. No. Like, I know, I know, I know we were shocked to see this, but I'm like, when you release the, the moment when they released Braun, Bray, we said this on the podcast back in July, no one was safe. And we know this. For a fact that like no one is suspendable. Anyone can be let go besides Roman Reigns, because Mr. McMahon has a hard on for Roman Reigns, but that's not here or there. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> but like the fact that like I know like you were shocked. I, you, I was I was on Twitch and I thought you had a heart attack because I don't check my <laughs> messages on Snap and you were just blow and I'm the usually one who blows you up on Snapchat. Yeah. So you, you you were just nailing the freaking messages to me. And I was like, holy shit, Caleb's probably dead. Mommy checked this out an hour later. And I kind of wish you were dead, and that and the other thing didn't happen because I would have been, you know, less. Thanks. <laughs> no problem, buddy. But like, 
wow, like, talk about not, like, you shouldn't be shocked, but I was fucking shocked to see these people. I, I shouldn't. I got, when do I need to learn my lesson not to be shocked when I hear WWE leases? I just got to be like, WWE leases? Oh, motherfucker. Can you, I feel bad for 2K developers now. Yeah. They, they, they moved the deadline before because of the releases that happened in June. And now we're almost closer once again to the release. And more Super Stars got released. I, I saw the meme of like WW2K22's office and they're just flipping the chairs around, like throwing it up. And it's like I, the SpongeBob whenever he's in his head or whatever and they're like uh, burning <laughs> everything. That is the 2K office and that was also the wrestling Twitter world last night. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to... We'll save Keith Lee for last because that is where uh, I'm going to... Bearcat Lee. Bearcat like. Lee, whatever. We're saving that for last. We're going to work our way backwards up. Um, Jeet Rama, I believe, was on Raw recently. Grant you... Jeet Rama. I'm trying to find his name. I have the list on me, Jim. Because I got I to gotta look at his face. That's Honestly, I, I don't remember him, but apparently he was on Raw this past week and or SmackDown. Uh, Katrina Cortez, don't know too much about her. Zendaya Ramir, cool. Jesse Kamea was a part of the Robert Stone brand. Poor Robert Stone, man. Like, he does not get a break. Everything he touches gets released. Oh, no. G, G Rama was on NXT two days ago. That's NXT, what it was. there we go. Um, Trey Baxter was a part of that whole NXT breakout competitor tournament. He was heavily featured and was a big part of NXT 2.0, at least at the start. I am not surprised. I won't be surprised next month. If we, oh, in three months, because the last one was in August. So in two months, in January, if that whole uh, development of that just gets cut as well. It's going to be Braun Breaker only. Everybody oh, is gone. I also want to point out before we get any further, Kyle O'Reilly's contract is almost up. Kevin he Owens. Be gone. Kevin Owens. He just hinted on AEW recently. Not AEW. Uh, Mount Rushmore, the faction of Adam Cole and the Young Bucks. Yeah. And I also want to point out Oni Lorkin was released. He was a big part uh, with Danny Birch. That was a big tag team. But as of late, he's been kind of that guy who was like fed to NXT talent who was just you know, hey, you're going to lose to him. Um, Frankie Monet, Taya Valkyrie, like she was a competitor, at least, that had something that had been heavily featured on NXT. Grant you, was it in a positive light or negative? We don't know. But apparently they didn't see anything in her to just release her. For um, for who again? Sorry, Frankie Monet. Frankie Ramone. So what I heard about her was it's like so from my inside scoop uh, for Frankie um, Monet is that NXT because of the rebranding of 2.0 they're looking for younger talent from the ages of 25 and younger. And Frankie Ramone is 38 years old. And I remember I think it was that NXT takeover the one that Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly did the the first one. Yeah. It's when that we saw the vignette. It was one of those. I might be mistaken which um, takeover it was. She's like, I know. So for my little dirt sheets from what I got from my inside scoop and then and WWE, because of the the 2.0 of NXT, um, for the 2.0, the um, but they want women that are 20, um, 25 or younger. Yeah. That's like the goal they're going in, and um, Frankie Monet is like thirty-eight, I believe. And also, that's the wife 
to John Morrison. Oh, is she really? I, I believe so. I, I am uh, very much uh, convinced she is. Oh, uh, I thought she was, he was still with Melina, honestly. But um, <laughs> um, the fact that she's 38 and they're like, uh-uh, we don't care how athletic you are. We don't care. Because they want to um, appear to the younger demographic. And a lot of people on Twitter were just like, dude, I'm 20 years old. And I want to see freaking money wrestler. Like, getting younger type people that can't wrestle, it's not going to grab your attention. So, it's understandable in that aspect. But at the same time, too, if NXT is the proving ground for young talent, why not put Frankie Monet on the main roster? You know, it's it, kind of like that thing where she's a veteran. She's a veteran. That is I, that is her thing. She's not a young talent like what you said. Put her on the main roster and then just let it take its course. Not everybody, much like AJ Styles did, not comparing the two, but saying that, you know, she doesn't need to go to NXT. What you can say, maybe it's to learn the style, WWE style or the sports entertainment part of it but I, well, I just don't buy it you look at finn balor who honestly he said he learned he was grateful for going in nxt somebody who was a proven name granted he said in in interviews in the past that when he was in new japan he needed wwe didn't need him he needed wwe to get his name out there oh yeah and, that, and now he doesn't need wwe and he doesn't think wwe needs him but like and that shows you like he's an old guy and he he brought it up that kind of went back to um um, that's how they, I'm losing my fans. I'm just so flabbergasted. Yeah, no, um, it's understandable for people to go to NXT to learn. It, it's very much understandable. I respect that. Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens. Uh, a person who tore up every order in 2012. Somebody who was a household name. He didn't need to go to NXT, in my opinion. No. Adam Cole. Yeah, there's another one. But um, moving on to another name here, Ember Moon. Um, why grant you, you can say she got lost in the shuffle. No one knows what to do with her creatively, but you fumbled the ball here again to say she's very athletic. She went back down to the NXT for the sole purpose to repurpose herself, to make her character better. And now you're just saying, ah, we honestly don't care enough. Let's just let her go. To be fair. We the reason for a lot of superstars who got released was budget cuts. That's yeah. another reason. Um, even though they had a quartering earning, I think they it's over of a billion, to, yeah, or near half a billion or something like that. And the speculation it is that WWE is ready to sell. That's why yeah. they're trying to get the money. We, I also read that John Wallenander also did a um, sent out an interview that some five superstars were solely released because they weren't vaccinated. We're not going to get into yeah. that. Um, you couldn't, you could say that's a good thing. That's a bad thing on, but I feel like if they don't want to get vaccinated, don't fire them. Just have them be like, all right, you won't wrestle. You won't be getting paid. Like, a, like how, um, Sammy Guevara, Sammy, I think it was Sammy Guevara who had that thing with Sasha Banks and yeah. AEW was like, well, you know what? You're going to get no indefinite pay. You're going to go to this summer seminar and all that. I feel like for people who are not getting vaccinated from a company that's quote unquote pushing to get vaccinated. Just be like, just threatening them. Like, if you don't want to get vaccinated, then you won't get paid under our watch. You're like, and this isn't a reflection on what we think or anything like that. I want to make mm-hmm. that very clear. Mm-hmm. But I, I try to find 
like their point of view, especially in something like this, where all the madness happens with WWE and their releases, the report coming out about the vaccination stuff. There is a mandate, whether you like it or not, to travel. You need to be vaccinated, Mm -hmm. travel overseas on a plane. Also, the fact that Raw, I believe, is in the UK or they're like overseas right now. SmackDown will be going overseas. And if these superstars were released because they can't travel. Wait a minute, it's just five of them. So the rest it's just of them, five. Yeah. And Nia Jax was pointed out as one of the names. Yeah. I don't want to talk about anybody else or assume. Without, without proof, we just known that it, her name was one of the names that were thrown out by John Laurinaitis. Yeah, and the reasoning behind that, like to get rid of them the viewpoint is them not being vaccinated prevents them from doing their job therefore they should just not be around because they can't perform Mm -hmm. Um, that is that is at least that's what i think their viewpoint is i am not backing that mm -hmm. but it's assumed you know it kind of adds up where hey you're pretty much useless if you can't travel and be there for these uk dates or let alone a company that travels around the nation like the world too yeah just you know what you they and this is my last sentence on that like yeah. WWE likes to do the fine like oh, i'm gonna like brock lesnar just got fined one million now like actually use that as a punishment in real life don't use that as a gimmick in WWE. Yeah. Be like, all right but here and there but i also love how Somebody who's related to The Rock got yeah. released. Roman's not even blood related to The Rock, and he's still with the company. Nia Jax people thought people thought because Nia Jax is related, and through grant you, there was plenty of other reasons that people are saying she should get fired yeah, because she's of her scared. unsafe. She's yeah, scared. I'm surprised Charlotte wasn't released out of this after the whole debacle. Talk about releasing a champion. Yeah, but yeah, I, I moving on to other talent. Harry Smith. So, okay. wait, he, Harry Smith, so when I found out that he got back, he had a dark match, he had an interview on WWE's website, I was excited. I, I was actually, because I was a big friend of the Hard Dynasty, yeah. I was kind of upset that they broke, up, they broke off and everything like that. So when I saw Harry Smith, I was like, ooh, okay, you know, they're, come, they're going back to the UK next summer, Sam. they can make them maybe intercontinental US, I don't, and they've never done anything with them. Even Marie, she just recently got back, she got hired from the WWE, and now she got released again i also want to say um i did find the earnings that they occurred over the past couple months or quarters whatever you want to call it the company reported a 255.8 million dollars in revenue i haven't seen that money in my whole life i will never see that (laughs) money but you know it's the matter of you know they they say budget cuts but Whenever one, I can understand at the start of the pandemic, grant you, I'm saying I can understand, but like you're not touring, you're not getting that money from touring, you're not getting any money from anything else, but the company is back on the road. They're doing house shows. They're doing live events. They're doing pay-per-views. They're doing pay-per-views to say budget cuts at a time, especially when you're like reporting, you're making millions upon billions. Mm hmm. It, it's just, it rubs me the wrong way really, um, not to cut you off about Harry Smith, but I guess that's like the big thing about it. And a quick two names, Graham Manalik, Lindsay Dorado, they asked for their release and now it just kind of comes at this time. So there's them too, but you want to get back to Harry Smith. Um, no, I just, I wrapped up and going back to Grand Lord Meek and, um, Lindsay Dorado, we just got Kalisto on AEW this pad this month. 
So um, maybe, hopefully, I don't know if WWE owns the trademark of LWO. You could do something with Andrade with LWO. I remember Rey Mysterio, though, maybe, I know the main reason why he joined, because he's like, there's a lot of Hispanic wrestlers in the company. You can, He wanted to do the LWO. Mm-hmm. And I feel like now, who's left as Hispanic besides Rey and Dominic? There's Damian Priest. Would you call him Hispanic? He's, he's Puerto, Puerto Rican. Rican he's so. Puerto Rican, right? But WWE would fix that and make that into because oh, Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo. But oh, even those are two names that I think might get released. I don't at want them any released. moment. And they're also on SmackDown too. They're probably doing the best work yet. Yeah. And then you have, and you also have um, El Fantasma, whatever the NXT. He's Legero de Fantasma. Yeah. that whole stable. Yeah. Like I, I hope they get called up and they become like the LWO, oh. but not call the LWO and try to recruit Dominic, like how Eddie tried to dominate. I'm going off the bat, but anyway, a next person who oh, sorry, last thing. Let's say Doral and Great Men are chasing for the 24/7 title. I know I told you this. Yeah, who's the? I remember back in the day when there was like a whole locker room chasing for it. Now I'm watching WWE and there's only like four people facing it. Did it get lost running through the buildings? Like how it's like every week. And the fact if that- you don't make the title, like if you don't come close to like obtaining that title, you get cut. I think that's like the rule. It's like Hunger Games. <laughs> um, or it's like Squid. Uh, squid it's like games. Squid, squid Games. games. Now. I'll make squid it more game. current. <laughs> and also, um, fuck, I was gonna say one more thing about the Green Matter League and Lincoln Dorado. You were talking about like the twenty four seven championship thing. Yeah. This this just alone. Retire. Just retire it at this point. And not even to say retire it. Like make it a title that you can take to NXT. Where have you seen this title on NXT? At least to my recent knowledge. Take it to NXT. There's a there's probably a young town. Ta- Give it to Braun Breaker. I don't know. <laughs> Just do something with it nah. to kind of like showcase the title in a scene where it can potentially use another title. But I do want to talk about uh, quickly, I might add, uh, Eva Marie. A we nice little that. U-turn <laughs> in the WWE, the dewdrop thing. It was a pit stop and... Yeah. And then she's out the door. Oh, yeah. well, uh, I'm sorry, you know, about her losing her job. But now I want to move on to and now it's going to start picking up. This is when um, we cry. This is when we cry. Um, B-Fob from Hit Row. So I told you this, right? Because I'm not hip. I don't watch NXT. Mm-hmm. I actually, when you say B-Fob, I'm like, that sounds like a, t- a name that would be in Hit Row. I'm like, what's she in Hit Row? And you're like, yeah, I'm like, she just got called up. And what's really sad is... A lot of, you know, the NXT superstars, they have the 39-day complete calls. She literally signed a new contract last week. Yeah. So now she's a 90-day no um, complete calls, which is crazy. She, uh, like... The fact, and this is what gets me, and this is what, like, I'm going to try to, like, watch what I say as far as this goes. This, this case alone, yeah, we'll talk about Keith Lee, Karrion Cross, Scarlet, and Mia, Mia Yim, but... B-Fob literally just got called up to the main roster. Like what you said, Hit Row is heavily featured on SmackDown. They made it a point during the draft to be like, look at this stable. Look it at was US, oh, look Fox, at everybody. Fox Network wanted this. Yeah, and to say for B-Fob, especially just imagine being the other members of Hit Row. And it's like me and you standing side by side. And out of nowhere, Sniper just shoots you in the face and you drop. It's like, how do you think the other person feels in Hit Row to stand there and be like, man, she went and I can go at any point. 
it's just we amazing. Just, we, and we just got called up. We even have our first match yet. Yeah. Like, I, I don't watch them in NXT, so I don't know. I, I think they're like a rapper group, kind of. That's the gimmick they're going with. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but, like, um, well, Enzo, Enzo and Cass said it better. But um, the fact that they just got they even had, they never had made their debut on, like, in the ring. They were in the backstage segment with Kings Woods. Uh, but the fact that, like, they haven't even made the entrance yet, and WWE's like, like you said. Yeah, it, it's that bad. And now I want to move up to the, the top the main names. Ro- to the main roster. The main roster, essentially. Um, I want to talk about Karrion Cross and Scarlet. Dude, like... I guess the writing on the wall was there whenever he debuted on the main roster, and... He lost to Jeff Hardy. Can I, I feel like that was the nail in the coffin for him. Oh, I, no, I don't think so, dude. I honestly don't. I thought they were doing something different because they had a, they had one vignette of him wearing a suit. And I'm like, all right. So me- he was going to be repackaged. We talked yeah. about this. We yeah. talked about him potentially being like, at least I compared him to like Bruce Wayne or something yeah. like that. Um, but that's crazy, dude. And I was thinking to myself as I got him, as he got him, I'm like, when was he last seen on WWE? Like, Oh my god! And I feel like he wasn't um, ready to be called up as much as I like. I I, I never saw the hype behind Kevin Cross as much as all these other people were seeing him. I saw him wrestle. I'm like, I don't, know, I don't get it. But I feel like WWE's like, all right, you won the NXT title twice, you lost it. Time to get called up. I, I feel like there's more you can do on that brand. He didn't and, even have Scarlet Bordeaux with him. And I think that was the, that was the nail in the coffin when Scarlett Bordeaux. You say when he lost to Jeff Hardy, yeah. I felt I, I think the the giant nail in the coffin was when he just debuted without Scarlett Bordeaux and not and also having a Gimp outfit, which was hmm. technically it was a Gallator's outfit. I don't but know. Like, like come on, dude! Like come on. Yeah, uh, carrying cross, uh, and it's also like to say. All of these talents are going to do good outside of WWE. There's a demand for them. There will be signed. Trey Baxter, literally, and it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. He got released. And not only like he got released, he said his goodbyes. An hour later, he posted that he's going to be appearing at like GCW. And like he's like, yeah, I got 30 days, but I'm going to be there. And it's like, I, yeah, they're, they're going to be okay. Yeah, and that's funny you say that because Renee Patek said, she tweeted, wow. These are the these are the release superstars. They're gonna do just fine. Yeah, it's yeah. a very talented pool. And we did talk about Nia Jax. Now on to the big thing. Uh Mia Yim, talented wrestler, fumbled. I mean her being in retribution was just beyond me. I'm gonna call it right now. I can see T Bar and Mace being released next. I don't I don't want to. Yeah. But I could definitely see. Oh yeah! No, at this point, I can see anybody. I can no. see literally anybody <laughs> besides like Becky Lynch, Roman Reigns, and Brock Lesnar. Oh, Brock's been released. No, Brock's never been released. He's been he, he quit. Yeah, I, th- those are the only people, and that's to say, I'm including like Sasha Banks, Bailey, like all of those people. Just think about it. Back in 2016, Raw and SmackDown were good with the you know draft building superstars off now it's like and this all stems from that time where wwe was stockpiling as much talent as they possibly could 
to prevent AEW jumps. And now it just seems like they are creating those jumps themselves. Yeah, because they, they just put it off for like two years. <laughs> They're like, yeah, that's a that's a problem down the line. It's like the it's like the um, Toy Story two um, when Andy has toy um, Woody. And he does, and he's like, I don't want to anymore. Like, exactly. But like, I hate how Caroline Cross left. At least Adam Cole, he left on his, you know, his head out high. A lot of the finishing a match with um, Kyle O'Reilly. You know, he's not, he's not being buried like Caroline yeah. Cross. Like, I feel like he, if he was gonna get released, it should have been an NXT after his match with Samoa Joe. Because now I'm like the the hype has died down. No one really people are gonna have him, but it's just WWE thinks, oh wait, we treated him like poorly. Now you guys don't want him either. Yeah. Now speaking, and this is gonna get me boiling at this point. Keith Lee, Bear Cat Lee. He was tra- he was fired as Bear Cat Lee. Now I want to say, you know, I'm a big Bray Wyatt fan. This release of Keith Lee, I'm calling him Keith Lee. Bear Catley, whatever you want to call him. This pissed me off more than Bray Wyatt. And this is the first thing you saw. This was the first thing I saw. And I look back to NXT when he was holding up the North American title and the NXT championship. And I'm sitting here like, how did you screw that up? You talk about Survivor Series when he was the sole survivor for NXT going against Roman Reigns. Everyone and their mother, us included, were saying... There goes your rivalry for the next couple years. Brock and him in the Royal Rumble. Brock was like, wow, that's a big boy. The look on his face was, damn, there's somebody that can rival me. I would have loved to see that match. NXT Keith Lee and Brock, what a missed opportunity. That would have sold tickets. Brock would have a field day with that. We talked about how Brock loves to wrestle smaller guys. That expression on his face when he saw him, he was like, I don't want to fight that. And it's not even to say, all right, he's a big guy like Omos who like Omos can move around the ring. Mm. But Keith Lee can do things a guy his weight shouldn't do. Shouldn't. It shouldn't be humanly possible. He not only has that, he has the charisma. Literally everything they handed him, he has turned into something worth having, much like Bray Wyatt did. Yeah, and when he got to the main roster, they took everything that made him special away and, and away. Like, I can understand the theme music because there was a thing about CFO and like them playing their music, whatever. That's fine. Switches music. No, all but giving well. him that hiding his body weight that made yeah. people relate to him more. Yeah. I feel like not being ashamed because Vince is like no one wants to see a chubby guy wrestle. No, I feel like that Kevin Owens does it on his own free will. He likes putting that's yeah. his brand. But Keith Lee, I'm like that. If I see him, I'm like wow, that that guy. I'm not saying he's fat. Somebody is his weight can do yeah. that. That's so dope. He's a spectacle. He's yeah. like Brock in that aspect where you look at Brock and be like, damn, like how is he? he's a supreme athlete. Right now. Oh. Keith Lee. Yeah, right now, especially scary. But like Keith Lee, the fact they fumbled this and you can say all about, oh, you know, him in NXT and on the main roster. No, like this strictly comes down to a creative and whoever's in charge of putting people at their respective spots on the roster, like as far as hierarchy goes, mm-hmm. falls on them. And uh, you can clearly tell, and you've said it before too, and you can see it now more than ever. There's a clear distinction between the business side of things and the arm that creative has. Because like you said, Keith Lee just got rebranded. 
B-Fob just debuted for Hit Row on the main roster. Karrion Cross was getting repackaged. Now they're all gone. Also, another thing was, you could see ever since, you know, people like to blame Mekon being the performer. You also have these Yes Men's back in the company. John Laurinaitis, um, Bruce Pritchard, who are, you know, we know it's well documented that they will always deal with Kiss to Venus ass. They even had, like, the, I don't know if you saw the article of saying that they were bad melding Bray Wyatt, saying he, oh, he was all over, you know, protect the character. He wasn't working well, blah, blah, blah. Like, mm-hmm. just do, like, Prisco and Patterson, basically. Like, how they were betrayed on AEW, not AEW, in the Attitude Era. Now, saying Prisco and Bruce Prichard were like that in real life, just how they portrayed themselves on camera. That's how John Laurinaitis and Bruce Prichard are in real life. And I feel like that was the main reason. Because when Bruce and John Laurinaitis weren't in Vince McMahon's ear, from the gap of 2016 to 20, um, 2019, yeah. No, 2018, sorry. That was, like, I think the prime year of WWE from those two. You you could say 2019. When they weren't in Vince's ear, the company was right. The company was perfect. It was great. And I also saw on Twitter, people started sharing Rip Triple H. And I felt like I was about to have a talk, like something happened to Triple H. But people were saying that, can you imagine what's going on to Triple H's head now? This man was just hospitalized. And people made the joke, oh, it's because... Vince McMahon is doing house cleaning. Like I feel bad because these people went to WWE because of Triple H. They're like, we see what you're doing, we love it, blah blah blah, and then they just get picked up and or just get let go out like not on notice. Triple H spent the better part of his life, and I'm saying this how he watches out for younger talent, building up all these names. All of them, all of the stars you see on the main roster have gone through NXT, have been practically the babies of Triple H down in NXT. Mm -hmm. And like what you just said, imagine how Triple H feels seeing how the moments he created with Keith Lee, Mia Yim as much as she was in NXT, Ember Moon, like it's all gone. It, it, everything they worked up to, any competitor they built up, any type of hype they built up about Hit NXT, Row. Hit Row, it's all gone. Oh, grant you, like the, Hit Row is yeah. there, but B Pop no, isn't. A better one, freaking um, Killian Cross. Yeah, a, a nobody in the industry. Like no one had any idea he was in TNA. No one knew who Scarlett Bordeaux was. And then NXT comes, you hear this rumbling of this undefeated man in NXT, Killian Cross and his valet built that up and then like gone. Yeah, and it's gone. not even it's not even like these people were problem people. I grant you no. you talk about the vaccination thing, but like Keith Lee. He, he everything was, is good about him. He's oh, good behind the scenes, he's good in front of the camera. He doesn't do anything. There was that problem with his health. Yeah, but and now that's, he that, that's 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 also out of his control. He 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 didn't decide I'm going to be sick with my health one day. I'm not going to yeah. show up. And apparently, he was supposed to win the U.S. title that day too. Imagine if you didn't get sick and you won that triple threat match. But like, yeah. dude, I feel like Triple H. I know we're upset. I would just want to be in that room where Triple H is hearing John Laurinaitis and Bruce Richards agreeing to Mr. McMahon. Yep, release these guys. Yep. It's just, it, it makes, like, whenever I seen those releases and I seen the reaction, I'm like, this makes me, like, in a, like, the worst way possible. It's sickening 
Because it's like, I will always have a fond place for WWE in my heart. I know that there are reasons, whether they're unjust or just, you know. But you mentioned at the top of the podcast about, you know, is WWE the prime spot for wrestlers? Like wrestlers outside of WWE. Does anyone want to go there anymore? I believe they do if they want money and they want exposure. You mentioned about Finn Balor. Yeah, and that's like the Finn Balor and um, Shinsuke Nakamura, I think, are the rare exceptions where going to the WWE will help Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn as well. Um, going to NXT and get your name out there and be great. Because also at that time, there were no alternatives to WWE. But now you have a lot more. And I feel like even now, since Vince McMahon is in control of NXT, if you go, if you're going as like Finn Balor, if Finn Balor went as, if this is, if this was 2014 and Finn, and Finn gets called to NXT 2.0, I don't think he'd be the same fan. I think his gimmick would have been changed. I think the demon wouldn't be involved. And that was all because of Triple H. And I I honestly, I think you shouldn't go to WWE anymore. Because not only do you get stripped down, you get stripped down of who you are, possibly. You got a new gimmick that might not do well. And the fact that you could get let go at any given second for bogus reasons. And I think I have to disagree with you saying that WWE is not the place to go. Go to TNA. You know, you want money? Go to WWE, but it's not going to last long. You go to AEW. You go to TNA. You go to. Fortunately, I was going to say Ring Honor. Ring Honor is no longer available. You go to yeah. New Japan. It might be less money, but it's more job security. If you go to all these other promotions, look at Matt um, Bodona killing it up at GCW. Yeah, I want to bring to a point, and I, I guess I'll ask you the question too. You look at um, everybody as far as. AEW goes. I would love to see Keith Lee there. I would I think he would flourish there. But this also begs the question. We've had the mass announcements from AEW as far as like, oh, we signed CM Punk, we got Daniel Bryan, Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, anybody is all elite. Mm. At some point, you look at history and it always says it repeats itself. Mm. With everybody saying, like, oh, Keith Lee should go to AEW. Uh, Mia Yim should Kyle O'Reilly, Kevin Owens. At what point do you think that AEW repeats the same thing with WWE in like five years where they like sign all these big names and then it becomes too crowded? That's what I'm worried about. I'm also worried about like, you know, apparently there's a third brand is coming out for AEW. And I think Rampage is not doing that well either with the viewers. Um, They're not doing so well. And I think, you need to either make a second brand, like keep Rampage, but have a second title. I think that's when you become WWE, you have that. If you don't want the ra- – because, you know, WCW had the same issue as well where they had X amount of people in their company and they just didn't do anything with them. Yeah. But I feel like this is where you open the forbidden door with the uh, other companies like New Japan. We have yeah. all these other superstars that are not going to be here this week. Do you guys want to take them to New Japan? Oh, hey, TNA, we have X amount of superstars. Would you? Um, that are we don't have this week. Come over here. Look at Lou Gallows' car. They're not even signed to AEW, and they're on TNA. Yeah, it's all about the deals they make behind the scenes, and you know, there's the G1 climax for New Japan. 
I would yeah. love to see Keith Lee compete in that. I grant you I'm using Keith Lee, but like carrying cross as well in that G1 climax. It's all about choice in the wrestling world. It's all about availability too. now that all these talents are being released from NXT and from the main roster. There are more opportunities in the wrestling world. And with that being said, you know, you look at the main roster right now and essentially NXT. Like, what do you do? What do you do now if you're a superstar, young and upcoming, a Braun Breaker or anybody, Gacy, I think is his name or something like that, Cameron Grimes, like, what do you say to yourself? You're like, whenever that big main roster contract hits your desk and they say, we want to keep you. Do you question that now? Do you say, do you really want to keep me? Or is this kind of like a, uh, a formality? You know, what if I sign this and much like BFOB come on the main roster a week later, you decide because of budget cuts to get rid of me. It doesn't, that doesn't add up to me and it doesn't make me, it doesn't convince me that WWE has a handle on the roster. It clearly shows they don't. It clearly shows they don't. And it just, I don't know. It's never good news to talk about WWE releases, let alone any release in any sport industry or anything. I wish all the best. Like if you can support these wrestlers, buy their merch, buy their autographs, do whatever you can to support these wrestlers. Because like I said before, I think all these talents are going to do just fine. I think that looking at all these talents under a microscope, I think that there's a market for them, whether it be an impact, whether it be an AEW, New Japan, GCW, ROH is kind of like out, but like there are markets for them. And I think that's great. A hundred percent, big or small. And, you know, yeah, like I think when Nate Puckett said the best, like they're just going to do just fine. Yeah. And, you know, if there's any more, hopefully there isn't. But if there's any more news about any releases or roster changes, could they pull Samoa Joe and bring somebody back to NXT? We shall see. But as of right now, before we go. Yes. Is Jackson Ryder still with the company? Yes. What, that racist piece. Yeah, it's just goes to show you. But, you know, it's interesting to kind of see how things go here. But if there's any more news, we will let you know. Obviously, just stay tuned to the Get Comfy Lowdown. We'll give you your wrestling news. But that about does it here for the Get Comfy Lowdown. We hope you guys enjoyed. This show goes live every Wednesday morning. We got the Get Comfy Game Break every Friday morning. And, of course, the Get Comfy Podcast every Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on all major listening platforms like iTunes, Spotify, and, of course, the Believe Podcast Network. I have been Kalo, joined by the one and only. His Nick Conter, his Vince McMahon. It's Sam on the mic. And we'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? 
That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.